I chose not to let everything win, but my drive to get me to the top. What it do, KTTV? This is KT, and I'm coming at you live with another episode of the Daily K Podcast. And on today's episode, we have financial legacy builder strategist, Miss Tana Janelle Moorhead. How you doing today, Miss Moorhead? I am doing fabulous. I am doing fabulous. I'm on with you, so it makes it really special. I was oh, looking forward to this. Hey, me too. That's why I wanted to say um, thank you for taking some time out as we talk about, you know, just some real important things from from business leader development to insurance, which is very important. To say the least. And so uh, before we get started, I I just want to check in with you and see how have you been doing during the pandemic and how are you staying safe? Woo. So I have been doing good during the pandemic. Um, Our company actually, uh, you know, when it first started, (laughs) the first week we got the news that there was going to be like a shut-in, lockdown, whatever we want to quarantine, whatever we want to call it. Um, our company just really was proactive. I mean, because we transitioned from being in the office and in the field to home. So uh, we, we implemented the Zoom strategy. And uh, some, some of us were, you know, first-time users. And then some were had been using before. So I think everybody got acclimated pretty quickly. And, uh, you know, from there, we've been hosting our meetings and trainings on on Zoom. Um, How I've been, you know, been staying safe is just really, uh, you know, complying with the guidelines, although I hate wearing the mask, you know, it's a challenge. But, you know, I do keep in mind when I go out, you know, and, and, to run errands or grocery stores or whatever, you know, that I have my mask on, definitely sanitize my hands, you know, before, Mm -hmm. after, you know, uh, being and out of being, getting in and out of my car. I've always been that type of person to wash my hands and things like that. So um, just keeping those, those little sanitation um, tips in mind, because that's, that's critical. Just, you know, sanitizing, you know, uh, when you've been out, and about or just even around your house, just keeping your hands washed and, you know, don't pick your nose. I'm just kidding. Uh, but <laughs> Seriously, keep your hands out your face. <laughs> exactly. But uh, just just complying with the, the guidelines of just, you know, cleanliness. Hey, if hey. I'm that's it. Yeah. That's it. And so as we get into things, you know, I think about the work that you do uh, with business mm-hmm. and coaching. Uh, and development. Yeah. And so I know, but can you give us a little bit of background on you and how did you even get into that arena? Oh, wow. It's a, it was a journey to be, you know, to be totally honest. I, I wanted, I don't know if you have somebody in your family, like how I was, I, I always, um, took opportunities to learn about different things. So that transcended into my professional life. So, um, you know, when I was in high school, I was a part of a a program that was a vocational program. It was called Office Education. 
And uh, that's where you went to school half a day and then you worked the other half. So at that time, I was able to work uh, for Baylor College of Medicine in the healthcare industry and healthcare administration, learned a lot. And so my first job actually was a real job. Let me say a real job was uh, working at Kelsey Seabold Clinic. So I worked there for five years, you know, grew uh, to, to, to the administration division. And so it kind of felt like I was at a plateau then. I got into a multi-level marketing um, business and so was doing really good in that. And I thought, wow, this is something I would really love to do, you know, have more freedom of my time, um, be able to meet and network with people and so forth. So that was really exciting. So I left Kelsey Seabold and begin to work on this, you know, this venture for about an hour. I mean, not an hour, <laughs> you know, for a couple of years. And things went great until, uh, you know, life happened. So I ended up having to go back into the workforce. And the opportunity, first opportunity that came up for that was criminal justice. It's like, this is interesting. I'd like to probably study legal. Um, so went through, you know, different industries, legal, um, became a paralegal. And uh, so, you know, got laid off, you know, because at that time I was able to secure a job with an oil and gas company. And um, after a few, few years, you know, they were acquired. Um, so it kind of still was searching and around during that time, that's kind of where I was feeling more of a pull to be a business owner, but I really didn't know what all that looked like. So, you know, I started out with Mary Kay and learned, you know, the ropes through that. Uh, still on a search and a quest. And uh, so finally, I ended up uh, just considering going back to school for what I loved, you know, had, had wanted to do uh, since high school, and that was broadcasting, radio broadcasting. And um, so I took a job as a, um, an account executive for a national advertising company and did that. I enjoyed that. That did allow me to you know, engage with business owners and prospect and help them, you know, with advertising uh, opportunities and so forth. But I kept running into this wall of where business owners were like, you know, I don't have the budget to advertise. And I'm like, well, how can you not advertise? You have to have a budget. Um, so I started looking for solutions for them, you know, and trying to figure out ways that I could help them help me. And so I came across another opportunity with an organization that was um, uh, an affiliate with the Small Business Administration. And at that time, this organization was, was taking uh, on individuals who wanted to be groomed as a business consultant. And I took the opportunity and my area was, you know, marketing, advertising. And so, you know, from there, I learned the ropes of, you know, how to help business get started, how to establish themselves, you know, as a legal entity and, you know, the Dun and Bradstreet's, the, you know, EIN numbers and the whole gamut of structure, building infrastructure. And also the most important thing was to help them how to, uh, I learned how to help them get funding, working capital, business loans. And so that, that was a sweet, I mean, to me, that was like, that's the solution there to help with the marketing budget, to help with um, payroll, to help with uh, buying equipment, you know, the whole thing. So I um, 
started that whole journey, just learning the different aspects of what the operations needed to look like for a business owner to be successful in their business. And so fast forwarding to now, um, in between then and now, I also um, uh, helped businesses and explored a whole nother realm of business ownership and opportunity. And that's some businesses being able to work in, uh, in the government space, working with government agencies, especially if they had a service or a product they could sell to the government. So I help business owners with um, getting certifications in place. Um, so that they could, you know, be eligible to bid on certain contracts and so forth. So fast forwarding, um, I'm in financial services, have expanded my service uh, in that regard. So I'm helping business owners protect their business assets. So after you start and you build all of that, or even if you're starting, you want to have in your plan um, protection, business asset protection, and also protection for the owner just as you would, you know, the head of household in the family, because the business owner is the rainmaker. And we want that person to always be essential to the business. Otherwise, the business does not perform. And so as, you know, all of your key persons as well, that helps the business thrive. So that's the space. Uh, uh, and I know that was a whole loaded answer. <laughs> But hopefully that gave you some some insight on uh, my background. And so as we look at leaders and business owners mm -hmm. that are looking to come out of the pandemic uh, better, and you're coaching these business owners, what are some of the main points uh, that you say when they come to you, like from, from the door? So the main points are um, the, the, the foundation of you know, starting a business is very critical because it's it is um, where you end up. I mean, it's like the telltale of how you end up. So plan, plan, plan would be the tips of, you know, I would share with a business owner. You have to know, um, you know, what your feasibility is, you know, your market, your target audience, which market is your target audience target audience. You have to know your pricing um, and, and make sure that you have the proper structure as well, the legal structure. Um, have you a team? That's the other thing. A team. You need a team of professionals that help you grow your business. It is a, a nuance to us as business owners to wear many hats. I mean, sometimes we have to, mm -hmm. but as you are budding, then you should have, you know, you need an attorney on hand, not to, not to say that you have to retain them, but you need to at least build a relationship with a business law attorney. You need a, an accountant, CPA, individual help you, help you with your finances and help you, um, put in place or identify the right tax structure for your business. You need um, an insurance person. You need an insurance professional. One for commercial insurance. And then you need a financial advisor, one that would help you with the insurance from that aspect, you know, and help you with financial planning uh, and then protecting the human capital within the business. That's important. 
Um, those are the, the four main, you know, people who are instrumental in your business, just irregardless. Um, all others are, you know, your marketing person, person to help you marketing, business development, those individuals. But those four that I named are, are critical that you have to identify. They're very necessary information right there. They're very necessary, yes. Yes, yes. And so now, uh, and thinking about myself as an entrepreneur, I'm still working. So then all my insurance, uh, things like that are still covered at work. But okay. I, I think about my friends who, um, who they are full entrepreneurs. And then you think about the policies, the insurance that they need to have, uh, just everything to set themselves up. So right. in thinking of those entrepreneurs, what are some of the policies that are important for them to have? And then how do you have those conversations with regards to some things such as life insurance? Well, generally, my approach is um, one is helping a business owner identify the value of life insurance. Traditionally, when we say life insurance, you know, we all think about death. We think about elderly or older people like that's a product that's not dealt with until you're older and you're on your way out. <laughs> but I like to, to challenge people to think about insurance as an asset, not what it is, but what it does, because there's so many benefits to having life insurance. If you think about the term, it's called life insurance, which means you can use it for your life. Um, there is, uh, I, I think, a um, uh, an arena of 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 of. I'm getting lost in my thoughts here because I'm thinking too fast. But there is an uh, an area of information that um, could help people understand basically what um, how life insurance could could benefit them. And uh, with my company, we do workshops. We do seminars uh, where clients can, um, you know, attend and be educated on the different types of products that we have. What I like to share with business owners are is is that you know one, and this is this is applicable or applicable to families as well. If you are a um, homeowner, you're the breadwinner of the home, or you're the rainmaker of your business. If you think about if you think about if you were no longer part of the equation, what happens to everything else that falls underneath there? So ideally, we want to protect the income. So that's what insurance comes into play in your absence. Then that financial product can uh, be the solution to um, not losing a house if you were out of the equation or losing a car or your children not being able to go to college because you're no longer in the equation. From a business standpoint, we're looking at, you know, employees no longer being a part of the business, the business dissolving or the business being in an estate and uh, the, the monies are tied up and no one can, your family can't even, you know, get the benefit out of it to continue on. So that's some of, uh, you know, that's something very valuable to think about. Um, using life insurance as your own beneficiary, what we call, what we like to call living benefits. 
is um, there is, you know, financial products that allow you to enjoy the benefits of cash value in the policy. And that could be, you know, if, if, if you're a parent or if you're um, a homeowner, uh, you can and you have, you know, of course, children um, that allows you to be able to use that that reserve of money for college or reserve of money for wedding or reserve of money for, um, you know, to pay a down payment on a house, a car, whatever. And that's the aspect where I like to educate people on um, so that they understand the value of, you know, having that type of policy. We do have a program for business owners. Well, it's not a program, but it's a concept for business owner for, you know, business reserves, it's a beautiful thing, and I love this. It's beautiful when a business has um, a policy for the business owner, and there is, you know, what we call the business reserves, business capital reserves, and that is, you know, a permanent policy having the benefit of cash value in it that supports the growth of the business because now it's um, accessible to the business. And it could be used to purchase equipment or payroll, um, uh, retirement for the business owner. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know that, you know, JCPenney, Walt Disney, um, uh, Ray Kroc, those, those entities um, were built from or helped. They were either built or helped from uh, life insurance policies. So... It's a very powerful tool. It's a very powerful tool um, to utilize and to have. And not only just that, you get you get guaranteed death benefits. So should you pass away, then there's the financial part there. Then there's also guaranteed um, cash value that grows in the policy. And so it's it's your your money is growing year over year. And then you're guaranteed for the premium not to increase. Um, and so those are the three guarantees that I like to just paint a picture of for the business owners and families, of course, um, that, that, you know, will kind of change their mindset that this is not an expense, but it's an, it's a, it's a, tool, it's an asset. And my favorite part about this is, is that a lot of times um, uh, in the construction space, uh, you know, with their system in construction, there's sometimes where, uh, you know, financial statements are needing to be produced for certain um, uh, financial transactions. So if you're producing a financial statement on your cash balance sheet, not only will you have, you know, asset or um, your assets being your checking, your savings, you can also list that insurance, the cash value in that insurance as a um, addition to what you already have. So it makes your company look a lot more stronger financially. Mm -hmm. That's, that's very my important. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's very important right there. Uh, because, hey, <laughs> hey, so now this is the question mm -hmm. so that deals with COVID and insurance. So let's say okay. we talk, I go through all of this as a business owner, I'm getting ready to talk to you about my policy, uh, life insurance, for instance, and I contract yeah. COVID. Now, after I do this and I come back to you, does anything change 
uh, with the way I get my policy? Am I does it go up higher? Or anything dealing with uh, now that I've contracted the sickness? So you're saying if you already have a policy in place? No, no. If I'm coming to you and I got quoted, and then uh -huh. I got sick. Okay. And then I come back and say, okay, well, I just got over COVID, blah, blah, blah. Does anything change um, from from then or since that was like not a terminal illness now, I should be okay? Well, I would throw a party for you. Okay. <laughs> hey, you made it. You made it. You made yeah. it. Um, but, uh, so, and, and that's not, uh, a question I can answer right now, you know, our underwriting, and I, I should have checked on this, but that's a great question though. Um, I don't think so though, just because, um, we all understand that COVID for some, you know, just like you said, you recovered from it. Yeah. Uh, it is not a terminal illness. Um, uh, and then two, what insurance is rated on is basically your age, your gender, your medical history, um, your lifestyle, your profession. So, you know, underwriting, and I can't really speak for them, but just, just on this level, that um, all of those things are taken into consideration. And not just the fact that someone contracted COVID and now that's a game changer. Okay. Um, right, right, right. Mm. So I hope that answers. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. Uh, because I, I was worried about that. Uh, you know, just wondering because some people do have the lasting effects, but some don't, you know. And so I don't know mm -hmm. how, how if people are penalized uh, for that as they, they do get kind of tight on that underwriting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, well, let me say this because as a caveat. So now, for instance, uh, those who are working amongst COVID patients may experience, you know, uh, maybe uh, some some there may be some guidelines in place for for that. Mm. Um, so that's now. I haven't had any one who I've, you know, written policy on who was, you know, in that in that space. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. OK, OK. But I, I can see that though. if I'm a home health person um, and I'm going in and out of, uh, you know, home, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. OK. Makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. and, so, and that uh -huh. that would be just in general with any, you know, profession, um, you know, there are people who are in professions that would be a lot more risky than others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like like an you educator know. or something. Huh? I say like an educator. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, risky a risky profession could be someone who is. Um, well, I haven't had this person. Someone who may you know be uh, a professional car racer or they race okay, cars. Okay. Scuba, yes. diving. Mm -hmm. scuba diving is another, um, okay. uh, you know, those are, those are categories that, you know, that, that will be looked at a little bit more with the, you know, with magnifying glass, if you mm -hmm. will. Uh, so um, I try to, 
you know, just let people know mm -hmm. that's something you do. You may want to stop <laughs> yeah. because that's a red flag for any insurance company. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want coverage, unless you, you know, plan to self-insure. But um, that's not a, a you know, a, a, a profession that you want to continue if you yes. want to have some coverage. Mm. And now as we look at the pandemic and, and coming out of the other side, you want to hope that people are being smarter with the way that they're building their companies and all this good stuff. So have you mm -hmm. seen a rise in, in people coming to you regarding policies as business owners? Um, well, I, I have seen the uh, more of a listening ear. Yes. And just overall, you know, statistics say, um, you know, in our in our statistics, um, seven in 10 say they need life insurance. So, um, you know, and then uh, one third says, you know, said has said that COVID has helped them realize that they need it. Um, so, yes, we've gotten a number of calls uh, with New York Life, um, you know, people calling in wanting to find out, you know, how they can get coverage and so forth. And I think that, you know, that's a great thing. I just hope that it doesn't stop that, you know, that people realize that it's it's more than just, um, you know, doing it out of fear. It's just something that you, you set in place for your family, especially if you have someone depending on you, if you have your children um, have children depending on you. We're in a society now where a lot of um Individuals are, I would say, the, what I call the sandwich generation. That means you have, you know, your children you're taking care of, and then you have your parents that you're taking care of or who depend on you. And um, unfortunately, I did have a situation. Um, uh, this person wasn't my client yet, but there was a, a, a situation where I knew of a, a person who cared for his mom. He ended up passing away. He actually called me about insurance for his mom. And um, he ended up passing away. And so that was heartbreaking. Um, and so I think that, you know, again, that we should look at uh, the need for it just just irregardless if there was COVID or not or any other things. But just that you're setting up and this is where the wealth piece comes in, that you're setting up something for your family. So should or whenever you pass away that now your children and your children's children can benefit from um, the reserves that that would be, um, you know, passed on to them, given that they will be responsible and good stewards over what's been given to them. Mm, powerful, powerful right there. Uh, you got it. It's all about that future um, and, mm -hmm. and, and changing, <laughs> changing the trajectory of life. And so. Um, thank you for, for giving us uh, opportunity to learn, uh, because as I get more in tune with the financial side, um, I see where they got the YouTube videos and they're saying, well, how do you use this insurance as an asset? And so for you to come mm -hmm. on and be able to talk about that live, um, I think it's awesome today. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And so if that's, I want to yes. contact you to kind of get set up, then how do I, how do I do that? Well, for, for those who want to reach me, my number is 281-914-8166. That's 281-914-8166. Um, you can also, um, uh, 
uh, in the interim, just find me uh, at New York Life's uh, website, and that is www.newyorklife.com forward slash agent single. That's agent. And then forward slash T for Tana and then Moorhead, M-O-R-E-H-E-A-D as in David. Um, so, yes, I welcome phone calls anytime. Well, I don't want any time, like, in, <laughs> but, you know, nine to six. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would say business hours. All right. Well, thank you today. Um, thank you for spending some time as Moorhead and just dropping some knowledge on pleasure. us. Yes. It's um, been a pleasure. I really, really appreciate you having me on. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we'll we'll make sure to uh, get together because, um, like I said, we, we got to find those opportunities as business owners uh, and even as the culture, as we don't really know a lot of the financials as we should. Um, yeah. So, you know, just just thank you for today. Yes. And that's that's where my heart is, is to help us understand uh, a lot of times most of us have the testimony of you know seeing the insurance man come to the house insurance man or insurance woman come to the house and collect payment and you know on a policy that's maybe ten thousand dollars or fifteen or twenty five thousand dollars i say to that if that's the best you can do then that's the best you can do but to me i think our lives are far more valuable than that amount why not set up something that is going to be a surplus in your family for you and your family mm. and and leave the legacy? Mm. That's it. We'll yeah. close it on that note. Hey. <laughs> so I appreciate it. Hey. All right. This is KT for KT TV signing out. 100.
Thank you.